0: Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. All right, so this morning, just for a few minutes, um, I just want to speak to you guys. Uh, Pastor Joel did uh, start last week around our discipleship theme, and today I want to continue on that. but not in the way that you might think. Um, I want to speak about the secret place this morning. So if you're writing notes, just write the secret place. Um, When you're a kid, when I was a kid, I loved Hide and Go Seek. Anyone enjoy Hide and Go Seek? I loved that game. It was, a you know, you play it with your friends and there's always that one kid that would... Hide behind the curtains, but you could see their shoes, and then you kind of pretend maybe you couldn't see them, but they're just so obvious. And there was always the other kid who was so great at hiding that you forgot where they were, like who that they were even in the game. And three days later, they turn up, and oh, that's right, we'll play hide and seek, won't we? Hide and seek is a game I'm looking forward to playing with my son. Um, he's a cheeky boy. Um, he's already got a, a humour that's coming through and I'm looking forward to that. And I find that with God's kingdom, is he loves to play hide and seek. And it's not because he's mean, it's because he's a father who loves to actually play and hang out with his kids. So often we can hear a narrative of the father being He's angry, he's grumpy, he's had a bad day every day. But the more that I'm becoming a dad and growing in my experience of being a dad, the more of a revelation I'm getting about the power of fatherhood, the power of how I view my son. This week, um, and I can say this because he's too young to be embarrassed by it, but Charlie was... At work, and I try to give Bear an afternoon nap. And he, he's at an age where he will have one nap a day, two if you're lucky. He's, he's just he's trying to work it out. Um, but I put him down for his afternoon nap, and he didn't nap. And he was, I left him there for a while, and I thought, oh, I better go get him. And I came in, and as soon as he went into the room, I could smell it. <laughs> My son had obviously decided it was time to use the bathroom and um, in his nappy. So as I got him out of his crib and put him on the change table, and I noticed I could kind of see some coloration, which is never a good thing. You should never see coloration when they have clothes on. You should always, you don't want that experience. And as I undone his onesie or his sleep sack and his jumpsuit, because you, if you don't know, he's got his sleep sack, he's got his onesie, and then he's got his nappy. He's got three layers in winter. As I undone, undone those layers, I was hit with this sight, which was so so overwhelming, I literally took a step back. <laughs> and I did not know how to process what I was looking at. And basically, because he had been rolling around his bed having the time of his life, he had somehow caused his, his wastages to leak through his nappy, leak through his onesie, and leap, uh, sorry, leak into his sleep sack to the point where it was all the way down to his feet. Yeah, I'm talking about you, boy. Yeah. And I didn't know what to do because you have wet wipes and wet wipes are great, but not for that. And I tried to use some wet wipes and I just couldn't get anywhere and I thought this is just, I thought this is overwhelming. Do I just put it straight in the shower? Do you go that route, chuck it, get the tap, get the hose out in the backyard? I just thought this is overwhelming long story short I figured it out and but the funniest thing was that as he was laying there watching his dad overwhelmed with being overwhelmed he looked at me and I'm not even exaggerating he went ha 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 and I just thought oh gee I just thought I, I I love him so much I'm like I can't I, I I can see that. I'm glad. you... Everyone right. say bye there, bye there. Yeah, I'm glad you're seeing his cheeky personality. He's 14 months, and this is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that similar laugh you had there. That was kind of what he gave me. As he was laying in his own. Yeah. <laughs> anyway and of course I text James Watson about this because he's about to have his first baby I'm like this is what happened today good luck Watto. <laughs> yeah. the point of the story though is this is that he's in that state which if it was anybody else in the world would change how I view you But because he's my son, I love him even more from that experience. It sounds so strange, but it's true. I, I, it doesn't matter if he's presented well and he's having a great day or if he's having a terrible day and he's made a mess of himself. He's my son. He's someone who I love beyond words. And every day my love grows for him. Charlie and I, we're weird Maybe you do this with your kids when they're younger, but every night we will, we will put him to bed, we'll go to bed, and then we'll spend 20 minutes on our phones watching videos from that day of him. Yeah, I don't know if that's a bit weird, but we just we can't get enough. We, we put him to bed. It's that type of love which the Father is revealing to me when it comes to him and I. And it's the type of love that he has for you. It's a type of love that you can be in places in life where you feel like you're not presented at your best, yet God loves you enough. He loves you more than what you will ever know. And we have this type of works mentality that creeps in sometimes, which is I've got to work for his love. I've got to present in a way that he will love me more. And we don't say it like that, but we say it like this. I've made mistakes, therefore I'm not worthy of his love. And what we're doing is we're making a judgment call on the love of the Father, which can never be judged because it is so huge that he gave Jesus. And this isn't a message that, oh, well, we know that, but you never know this. You're always discovering You are always knowing. You are always going deeper. You think you know it and then you go, oh, wait a second, there's a new level. Oh, I, I think I know it. Oh, there's a new level again. It's, and, and what happens is the more you understand this love, the more secure you become. Again, you see Bear right there. He has no fear. That's him everywhere. He doesn't... He hasn't learned fear. He hasn't been hurt yet. He—he's—we he, learn fear by experience, and so things happen in life, and then we get hurt, and therefore we become fearful. When you're a baby like that, he's grown up, with, you know, in a blessed house. Somebody's protective of him. He doesn't. He, he gets up on the couch, and he gets up on the, You know, he, he just he does things, and he doesn't realize that's a bit dangerous. If you fall off that onto your face, you're gonna know it. You know, he's not scared of heights. He's not scared of why. You know, he's got he's got his big sister, which is our dog, our other fur baby, who is fifty five kilos, who sits next to him and he looks up, literally looks up at her. She's like a giant bear, and he's not scared of her because she's never done anything to hurt him. But if she one day nipped at him or done something, that'll change how he viewed dogs. And it's like, if anything, he's too affectionate. He'll go up and he'll, I put a video up this week on Instagram where he's there trying to kiss her, open mouth, that's how he kisses, ah, onto fur, and just, onto fur, and it's like, ah. Oh, that's just, it's just this little tiny baby 10 kilo baby kissing a 55 kilo dog and the thing is in life is we've got to be so careful because we have a father who wants us to realise that he loves to hang out loves to play games, loves to reveal his love loves to show you unconditional love he loves you, He, he won't love you any more than he loves you today, you know that? He loves you at max right now, which is awesome. And so when it comes to him and us, we have to understand that it's his delight to meet us in secret places. Charlie and I, again, we talk about um, I, I, one, one thing I love. I can't wait for this day. And we, Bear, we already do it, Bear and I, because Charlie goes to work and then I have to, uh, it's me and Bear. One day a week, and our father-son date is Bunnings Warehouse. Yeah, because he loves Bunnings Warehouse because there's big lights and there's big fans and there's everything's big and and we go all the way into Bunnings Warehouse and and we don't, I don't know what I'm going to buy because there's nothing to buy. I'd like uh, so, I buy you know something. I maybe I need this or something just to make the but I can't wait to the day where he and I will go do a movie date once a week and I'll be like, oh, whatever it is, like, because I love movies. Let's go, and I, already I can tell he's going to love movies. <sighs> he loves play school, so I don't know. His latest, his latest is Thomas the Tank Engine. He loves Thomas the Tank Engine. And I just can't wait for me and him to have these moments where it's just me and him. I love having Charlie around. It takes a st- us together it's, it's a lot easier but on that one day a week I look forward to it because it's just me and him and and Charlie and I are a little bit different she's more energetic she's more you know uh, dramatic she's a drama teacher by trade yeah, and, and he responds like that I'm the laid back dad and so when she gets home from work he's always super chilled with me because I'm the chilled dad And I love the fact that my, me and my son, we have this relationship already we're forming. And it's just like, it, and I say it to Charlotte, she says, oh, he can't have any sugar. Like, he can't have any... process." Um, she's very good with him. He, he only has fruit and veggies for sugar at the moment. And I'm like, oh, one day I'll sneak him a Happy Meal. <laughs> and I hear it. I hear it from my wife, but I can say it, because she's, well, she's not here, but... Um, <laughs> You know There's things that my son and I that's just daddy and son. There's something cool about, we'll go and do things that are memories for us. And the father is like that with you and I. Because you have a public life. you have a public life, you, know, and people see that, but the power of your Christian walk is your secret life. We must never forget that. In a world where it's all about Instagram and Facebook and your power is in your secret life, it's in your secret place and and therefore if it's bad things in secret it will depower your spiritual life but if it's good things in secret it will empower you. So it's who you are when no one's looking that really defines who you are. And just think about that. And when it comes to the kingdom of God, it isn't the Sunday expression. It's great to be here. We should always come together. That's a godly thing. But it's when we go home, it's when we're no, no one's looking. It's how you treat your kids, how you treat your spouse, how you act on your bad day. It's what you do when your thought life happens and it's just you alone on your computer. It's these types of expressions that really help define our overall existence. So, Psalm chapter 91, verse 1 says this It says, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. You see, there's a place in the Father that exists. That only you and him know about. And especially if you're a young Christian here, please hear this. Your Christian walk is not defined by your public expression, it's defined by your secret moments. It's defined by who you are when it's just you and God. So that's why we see it at work. What does it say in the scripture? It says, when you pray, Go to where no one else is, shut the door, and what your father sees in secret, he will reward you for. He says, when you give, give in secret. These are things that God speaks about and speaks about the way he values things. We have to be great at meeting God in a secret place. When it comes to discipleship, you have to understand that what you fight for in the secret place becomes of power and preciousness to you so that one day you can pass it on to somebody else. Most of what you hear coming from me, and Charlie is the same, it comes from our secret walk with God and then you hear an external expression of an internal walk. If you've ever heard a preacher preach and they have a whole bunch of hot air and there's nothing of substance and you can sense it, it's probably because they're great with the theory but they haven't outworked it in their lives. And a discerning Christian can understand and see that. In Psalm 27 verse 5 it says, For in the day of trouble he will conceal me in his tabernacle, in the secret place of his tent he will hide me, he will lift me up on a rock. The Father loves to hide you. He loves to conceal you. When the storm is happening, He loves to cover you. Can I hear an amen? It's amazing. When the rest of society is stuck out in the elements, the Father will conceal you. When the rest of society are exposed in their shame, the Father heart of God will cover you. That's amazing. When you're in a place of storm and trouble, the Bible says, um, shelter. Dwell in the shelter of the Most High. Rest in the shadow. Understand how shadows work. Shadows work, and my shadow is attached to me right now. It's behind me because there's light in front of me. If you want to be in the shadow of the Almighty, you have to be pretty close. You have to be close to God. You have to be so close to God that when He moves, you're in His shadow. You move too. How cool is that? Like it's, it's that's how the Father works. And then He says this: He says, "Rest in My shadow. Rest in it, because when you're in His shadow, you can't help but rest." Because you know the one that the shadow you're in, you can rest because he's trustworthy. He's got you. He's got you covered. It's all going to be okay. It's all going to be covered because you're in the shadow of your heavenly Father. And so we freak out and we stress out and we get anxious and we get tired because we often will step out of his shadow. And we step into the shadow of our fear, the shadow of our circumstance, the shadow of our surroundings, and the Father says, no, 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 I want you to rest in the shadow of my presence. Amen? I love that. We might just show, I don't know if that video, is that okay? Can we just watch that clip? This is... um, So every day I hide strawberries in our strawberry patch. (laughs) And every day he takes a long crawl up to the back end of the backyard and searches for these strawberries. There you go, pretty cute. As his dad, it's one of the funnest things. I there's a couple of things throughout the day that I love to do. You know, it's just a dad thing. One is that where, because I'm like, where's Bear? In our backyard. I mean, he's not walking it, so he's got to crawl. In our backyard would be uh, where that is. It would be probably me to the back wall, maybe a bit further, maybe the second second back wall, and Basically, that's a long way to crawl if you're a little baby. But he'll start the journey. And he's like, I'm on mission to get to the strawberry patch because I might find, and his favourite food at the moment is strawberries. And so, he, and so I'll sneak up there and I'll, I'll race up there and I'll get a few and I'll hide them in there. And he thinks he's the man. <laughs> he will go through them and he will get them and you hear his little squeal then like, yes, I found some strawberries. And they're already, most of them have already been, you know, the greens are already taken out. They're already ready to. But for him, he's harvesting the strawberry patch. And as a father, I'm just like, the joy I get to experience to watch him discovering I hide the strawberries for him and his joy is to seek them out. It's so cool. And it says in Proverbs 25, verse 2, and this isn't on the screen, guys, but Proverbs 25, 2, it says, It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. To search out a matter is the glory of kings. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it's the glory of kings to seek them out. There are things in the secret place with the Father that he has for you, that he is hiding in the strawberry patch of your life, that that nice tasting strawberry that brings you delight, what is there? But you have to seek out the secret place with Him. What's the secret place? It's the place it's just you and God. It's the hidden conversations. It's the hidden wrestles. It's the hidden struggles. It's the hidden worship. It's the moments where you turn the noise off and it's just you and the Father. It's not the Instagram moments. It's not the Facebook quote moments. It's the moments that it's just you and your father. Now, some might say, well, that's, you know, cruel to hide the strawberries. (laughs) You should have just put them out for him. And that's what we're like with God sometimes. We have to seek after God. We have to go a bit deeper. We have to rummage around. We, some days the strawberries, we can't find them. And we say, God, where are you? What's going on? And we think that maybe God has been unkind, but it's actually to his delight that you seek after a deeper level. And you see this. I saw this uh, in my personal life when it came to my wife. And you know, I'm older, and where is my wife? And it hasn't happened yet. And your promises, and and all this stuff. And it's like I'm trying to find where where are you, God, in this season? Where is your promise? I don't think I'm called to be single. I don't. I feel like I'm called to have a wife. And then, but then the season came where the strawberry appeared. <laughs> And it took a few years of rummaging through the veggie patch. Maybe a few of those strawberries were a bit green. Maybe it wasn't quite the time. (laughs) But at the right time, God revealed, because it's to his delight that he reveals... Understand that the secret place gives you weight, it gives you breakthrough power, it gives you testimony. You want to overcome the devil, you do it by what? The word of your testimony. So here's some thoughts just as we as we talking about this. What happens in the secret place? Well, number one, we find it's a place of rest, a place of safety. Proverbs 31, verse 20. You hide them in the secret place of your presence. From the conspiracies of man, you keep them secretly in the shelter from the strifes of tongue, or from the strife of tongues. You hide them in the secret place of your presence from the conspiracies of man. There is something so amazing about feeling so content in the presence of God. Nice. Have you experienced that church where you just encounter God's love in such a powerful way, and you go, "I just feel so safe." I feel so just surrounded by him. Well, that's his presence, and that's what he wants you to live in. And we have to understand that the secret place, which, by the way, every single day you can partake of, every day you have an opportunity through worship and through supplication and through prayer and through meditation to sit in God's presence and partake of his secret place. And through that, you find this safety and this rest. The second thing is this, and it's, it's, it's similar, but you find a place of strength and renewal. And in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 30, it says, Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength, and they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Who wants a fresh sense of renewal this morning? Well what does it say? It says says that those who wait on the Lord they shall renew their strength You heard me speak two weeks ago about waiting for God, waiting on God, that often God will say to you, stop moving forward and when you stop moving He fights your battle It's on our podcast if you missed it, listen to it, listen to it a couple of times because there's gold in it and when it comes to Waiting on God and letting Him do the work for you. Because when He does the work for you, church, what happens is He gets the glory when the breakthrough happens. Question, what are you waiting on today that only God can do? What is the miracle today that in your life you're believing God for that when you see Him do it, only He gets given the glory for? What an interesting question. It can't just be about your strength and my strength. It can't just be about what I can produce. It has to be a level of relying on his strength, on his renewal, on his power, of him rising and raising you up on wings uh, as eagles. And remember, you're not called to be a seagull flapping around. You're called to be an eagle who is relaxed who knows what updrafts look like and who lets their wings do the work by lifting up. If you want to be a plover or a seagull, be my guest. The plover running around everywhere or a seagull squawking and begging for hot chips. If you want to be that, then keep flapping around. But if you want to be someone who was a just a representation of the Father, understand that you just got to realise that he will lift you up if you wait on him. But when the storm comes, who knows you don't want to wait on him sometimes. When the disciples are in the boat, I guarantee you that they were, got those, those, if they had rows, row, rowers, Ours. oars, thank you, <laughs> oars, trying to get to shore, trying to... And I keep bringing the story up, but Jesus, where is he? He's having a nana nap. He is in the middle of the boat having a sleep. Those guys, he was doing what Isaiah 40 says. He was waiting on the Father. He was resting. He was being renewed. He was enjoying the sway of the storm while the disciples were freaking out, literally. Literally. Seagulls, eagles. Plovers, eagles. Lorikeets, eagles. Oh, the bird lovers here are going to get upset with me. We stopped putting bread out for our birds, by the way. The rats turned up. The leftover bread were attracting mice, so we got rid of the bread. And then we just have to point from a distance for bear. See the bird all the way down the five k's down the road? Ah, it's all good. The third thing about the secret place is it's a place of intimacy and relationship. And Mark chapter 1 verse 35 talks about Jesus and it says... Rising very early in the morning while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate or lonely place where he prayed. Jesus understood throughout his ministry that he needed to get away to secret places. And sometimes his disciples freaked out again. Where have you been, Jesus? What's got we need? We need you. You meant to be at the business breakfast this morning. You meant you were speaking. I was there. It was great. Everyone else should have been there. Bad example, Pastor Benaiah. What else? All right. um, You get the point. Jesus knew the power of the secret place and he knew that in the secret place, he saw the Father do things and he heard the Father's voice to the point where he only ever done what he saw the Father do. He knew how to spend time with his father. He knew how to, how to get away and have intimacy in relationship. When you have the secret place in your life, guess what? You become a person of intimacy. The fourth and final thing is this. It's a place of revelation and transformation. In Psalm 32, verse 7, it says, You are my hiding place. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with songs of deliverance. You are my hiding place. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with songs of deliverance. The reason why I use that scripture, this person is in trouble and it says they can hear songs of deliverance. They hear the revelation of victory in the midst of being in a place that is scary. Revelation comes in the place of intimacy. Intimacy comes from the secret place. And what happens is revelation causes us to be transformed. Throughout the scripture, and here's my last my last thought and my last point throughout the scripture, God used secret places to form mighty men. Moses met with God on the mountaintop, but it says that God hid himself. He hid himself. And it says that God, it says that Moses heard the voice of God like a whisper. Sometimes God's going to take you to a mountaintop. And you feel like I can't understand, there's fog around me. I don't, and you just need to hear his voice. Jacob was alone when God gave him the dreams. When God talked to him about, about Bethel, the ladder to heaven. Jacob was also alone when he had the wrestle with the angel. He was alone. It was a secret place. And what happened was from that wrestle, he became who? Israel. He went from being a father of a family to being the father of a nation. That's what the wrestle does for us. It goes from being about me, Jacob, to about me, Israel. What happens, church, is this. When you wrestle and have the secret place in your life, it gives you the authority to then pass it on to somebody else. We talk about discipleship. Pastor Joel spoke a great word last week about discipleship. Discipleship is me teaching you about what God's done in the secret place. It's as simple as that. Go and make disciples of all nations, speaking to the church. You go, okay? You take what's happened in the secret place, the revelation, the rest, the breakthrough, the transformation, and pass it on to somebody else. Your revelation is not just for you. It's not just for you. One of the holiest things you will ever do is pass on a revelation from the father think about this with me please one of the greatest things is when you share something God has revealed to you, the preciousness of the pearls of God that He deposits into you and you say, I'm going to pass this on to somebody else. It's called discipleship. And what happens is it causes your, your, your influence and it causes your, your, your inheritance to go from just being about yourself to being about other generations. Imagine a church where everybody had a discipleship mentality. Well, what if people don't want to hear what I have to say? It's called loving people. People don't care what you know until they know how much you care. Remember the age-old saying? (laughs) It's true. You can't force things down people's throats. You have to build relationships. How do you reach the next generation? How do you pass on, especially the older people here, anyone over 35 I'm speaking right now to, how do you pass on that to the next generation? You encourage them. When someone makes you a coffee, this is the best coffee I've had in a long time. Thank you. It's that simple. It is that simple. Be a champion of the next generation. Don't look at all their faults. they know their faults. Be the person that every Sunday you see the person who's intimidating to you, who speaks a different language to you. I'm going to encourage them. I'm going to ask them how they're going. Now on the flip side, anyone under 35, learn from those who have had years in a secret place. How do you do that? Ask questions. If there's someone here in church and there's something on their life that you respect and honour, ask them about it. Yeah. Right. Honour them. Yeah. In my life, and I, I have different disciples in my life. I have a couple I go to to talk about marriage. I have a different couple I go to to talk about finance. I have a different person I speak to about ministry. I have a different set of different couples I'll speak to about family why? because I need help I need help I don't have the one guru couple who I talk to everything about, I don't know if they exist but I'm smart enough to know that I need to be someone who takes the time to lean into different people according to the gifts and fruit they carry how's your discipleship Who are you going to to ask questions of? And remember this, and I've got to finish, but remember this, we reflect our discipleship. Hence why if you were saved at a crusade and never went to a local church for years or never got into small groups, it's hard for you to be discipled now. Because what you think discipleship is is Billy Graham preaching. And yes, it is discipleship to a degree. But it's not one-on-one in your life speaking that truth. Every, every, you know, it's not how do I do marriage better? Billy Graham, you can read his books, but he's not around now. So we have to have people in our lives who we listen to, talk to. I'll use an example. I, I, I sat down with Alan, my father-in-law, the other other month, would have been last year. And I said to him, and my mother said this story to you. I said. You always seem quite optimistic. I said, "What's your secret?" You always seem quite content. I don't see Alan having many bad days. It's not that grumpy old man most days, unless we're talking about the rules of the rugby or something or something along those lines. And he talked to me about his story. Talked to me about how he views the world, how he views God, how he views, you know, his experiences. And I went, in my head, writing that down, writing that down, I need to learn from that. Awesome. I can learn something from that. Yes, yeah. Kathy, you know Kathy, the most, oh, hallelujah, praise the Lord. <laughs> and I'm so thankful because my, gran, my my grandson, my son gets to partake of Kathy's joy. Yeah. And no doubt, she hears him He hears her singing all day. They babysit on Fridays. He always comes home smelling like Kathy's perfume or Alan's, I don't know, one of their perfumes. (laughs) But I've I've got no doubt that part of the joy he carries comes from his grandparents. And what I'm saying is this, is that we are blessed with a wealth This room, you, even if you're new here, you have had secret place moments, secret place revelations, secret place struggles. Joseph, where was he? In the secret place, in the dungeon, and God used that season to create a king in him. But we have to be able to see who each other is in the kingdom. Discipleship, yes, discipleship is more than turning up to church. Yes, it's being accountable. Yes, it's growing. Yes, it's someone telling you you can, you know there's something better and bigger on your life. It's, it's been stretched. It's been corrected. Someone who cares enough about you to tell you you're wrong sometimes. Oh, how dare they in this day and age? If I feel that it, it must be true, no. The truth is the word of God. It's the calling of God. It's the destiny of God. But it's up to you to be discipled. And secondly, it's up to you to pass on your secret place revelation. It's up to you to disciple somebody else. Yeah, but I don't have much to give. You do. Everybody has something to give. If you walk with Jesus, you have something to give. So I just pray we're great disciples but we're firstly a great at valuing the secret place. Why don't we stand to our feet for a moment? Let's just commit this to the Father. You know, I'm just going to pray for us. There are people in this room and you, right now, you feel forgotten in the secret place but God is in the strawberry patch with you. <laughs> he goes ahead of you. He races up there and he puts strawberries in there like I did for my son. And he's saying, don't stop searching out the answers. Don't stop searching out the healing. Don't stop searching out the breakthrough. It's not over. The season is not dead. I am with you. And so there's people in this place and you feel a bit like that. You're like, I feel like I'm... The secret place is like a negative. I've forgotten here. And God says, I am with you. And there's other people here. And I just sense that God's like, I want you to come back to the secret place. There's strawberries there. <laughs> They're ready. All right, let me close our eyes. Let's just commit this to the Father. Commit this moment, this word. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Father, thank you for your presence. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your, just your kindness. Oh, Lord, I thank you that you love to hide us in the shadow of your wings. You love to meet us in the secret place. You love to hide strawberries in the strawberry patch for your delight and for our delight. And Father, this morning, I just pray for anybody who feels like they've been lost, they feel alone and isolated. I just pray that you would meet them afresh, that you would encourage them, that you would speak to them, that you would just hold them close, give them a big bear hug. <laughs> Let them know that you're, they're safe and that they can rest because you've got them. And we also just pray for those in this place who need to return to the secret place of your presence. Lord, who have gotten familiar or gotten busy, have gotten tired. Lord, I just thank you that your presence is fullness of joy. (laughs) Your presence is healing. Your presence is breakthrough. Your presence is restoration and renewal it's rest, it's revelation and Lord I just, that I just declare that again, fullness of joy in the secret place for anybody who's listening to this, anyone Lord I just pray that they will receive that fullness of joy in the secret place you are awesome in this place you are awesome in this place You are my hiding place. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with songs of deliverance. You are my hiding place. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with songs of deliverance. I pray for anyone who needs a miracle this morning. May they hear the songs of deliverance, the songs of victory. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just a moment longer. Let's just take a moment longer. Just in your heart, I just encourage you just to commit yourself to to meeting him in the secret place, the place of his presence, Away from the noise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you haven't met him there for a while, just repent and just come back. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We worship your name. You are our hiding place preserve me from trouble with songs of deliverance thank you Holy Spirit I'm just going to pray a blessing over us church as we finish so if you're here with your spouse why don't you just take them by the hand Uh, if you're here with a friend you can put your hand on their shoulder if you like if they're comfortable with that but let's just commit this week to the Lord thank you Father God thank you Father Lord I just thank you for this amazing church family And Father, I pray your blessing upon every single person, both those who are here and those who couldn't make it today. Father, we pray for breakthrough power. We pray, Lord, for your love to invade them. And I pray that this week, Lord, will be a week of the secret place, meeting you in that secret place of worship, of intimacy, of rest, of breakthrough. Lord, I thank you for your blessing. I thank you for your love. We thank you, Lord. And we just send out this family. Protect them, bless them in Jesus' powerful name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.